0: You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah youths. Now, your
1: hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott.
0: Certainly did not help you that your starting quarterback back went down, but what about the poise that Troy Williams showed coming in?
1: That's yeah, next man up mentality. We never make excuses. A guy goes down. Uh, next guy in. That's like saying we're young or this or that. It's all bullcrap. You know, either win or you lose. No excuses.
2: No excuses, indeed. Making excuses for injuries is bullcrap. That's Kyle Winningham <laughs> getting interviewed walking off the field with ESPN. The Utes did it. They get away with the victory against the Arizona Wildcats 30 to 24.
0: Get away. It's a key word right there. They
2: escaped. <laughs> so we're going to be breaking down that game, uh, kind of talk about penalties. The quarterback situation, running back situation, all tonight on the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And Scott. How we doing? Honestly, I'm doing great. Utah wins against Rich Rod. I don't care how you slice it and dice it. We'll go into injuries and whatnot. Are you selling Ginsu knives tonight? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, any win... three small, large payments... (laughs) Any win with Whittingham against Richrod, I will take.
3: Oh, you've got to take a, a road win in the Pac twelve. It it was ugly, but well, they all are against Richrod. I mean we have, we haven't won a pretty game against them, and I mean they are they are our Air Force from the days in the Mountain West. They are anytime you can get a win, you're just fortunate for whatever reason. He's got Witt's number. I'm not. I, as I've thought about that, I'm not sure if uh, if there's other teams in the league that struggle quite as much as we do against Arizona. I don't think Stanford so. Stanford against us, but but those those aren't contrasting styles. Like Wit versus no. a Rod are very different. That's Where strength for strength. Yeah, Stanford versus us. It's really just uh, very like-minded programs just going at it.
2: Okay, so I'm sure everyone's already heard the big news coming out of the game with Tyler Huntley. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> Tyler Huntley it, leaving the game with the shoulder injury. Still don't know what. Are you it sure is. it's a shoulder injury? Oh, we don't even know it. It could be a knee injury. There are so many doctors or on a Twitter. leg injury. Who knows? And of course, Whittingham won't say anything about it. All we know is it's not season ending. But Huntley was having a heck of a game. Eight for nine. 98 yards, a touchdown. He's averaging 10 yards, a completion. That opening drive, he just moved the team
3: like it it was that. It was phenomenal. granted, Granted, it was one drive, but when was the last time we marched down the field against anybody like that? We looked, it was precision. It was incredible. And here I thought, okay. We've been, this is what we've been waiting for. They're opening up the offense. They're well prepared. They figured some things out. And boom, we went right back into a shell after that. <laughs> Obviously, the quarterback change
2: had a lot to do with that. Definitely. And Troy Williams comes in. He finishes the night at 9 and 18 for 131 yards. What's that completion percentage? About 50%.
0: Bingo. Right on his number from last year.
2: I mean that's what you're going to get with Troy, right? And I think that's why we're seeing the the coaching staff going with Tyler.
0: Oh, absolutely. I th- and you, we kind of joke a little bit here, and you don't want to disparage him because he's a he's a good. I'm serious all the time. He's a good quarterback, <laughs> and he not him alone, but with him at the helm, the Utes won nine games last year. Well, and, and I think
2: oh, sorry, I didn't mean to catch you up. But the thing I like about Williams is he's not going to put your team. In, in tough situations, right? He's not turning the ball over. He's not making bad passes that could get tipped in interceptions. He is moving downfield somewhat. He's just not finishing drives. He's not making those extra plays that I think Tyler can make. But the, the from the
0: quarterback position, you become a little bit more one-dimensional when Huntley leaves the game.
3: Troy can run, but not at the level Huntley can. Troy can move. Troy can move. I mean, I, and I, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck here. In reality, he does not have the running ability of Huntley. Not even close. No, He's not no. as quick. He doesn't have the straight line speed. He he, he can scamper for a fir- first down here and there, but you're you're not. I mean, you're not going to get the same results if if you're running the same type of plays that we have under Huntley you're 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 not going to get those type of results he's not that type of quarterback he's the type of guy he's got a little it seems like now that we were able to see Huntley and you were able to compare him i mean last year Troy was it we really weren't able to compare him to anybody now we kind of have two guys to com- compare and contrast against i think Huntley obviously what he brings to the table i think he's got Just as strong of an arm. He's more accurate. He's better on the run. And I think he's got a quicker release than Troy. Troy loves the deep ball. There were countless times that he threw the ball down the field and basically throwing the ball into coverage where we had guys on the short yardage passes open.
2: And I think that's a great point because as I was watching the game, I was like, wow, we haven't completed long passes like this. We haven't completed or attempted long passes like this really all season. And I I think that's a a great comparison because in my mind I was thinking, is that the scheming difference between having Williams and Huntley in there? Is Huntley not able to make those deep throws, make those deep connections? Or is it Williams just really loves that deep ball and wants to hit a home run?
0: In my opinion, I think Huntley, I mean, I think Troy likes the deep ball more than Huntley does. Be, it's, probably a, at, it's probably a comfort level thing for both of those guys. It probably is, but you look at the completion percentage. Yeah, Tr- Huntley's throwing shorter passes, so I guess statistically his numbers, his completion percentage may be higher when you're not throwing a deep ball. But he appears to be a lot more accurate than Williams is.
3: There's no appearing <laughs> it's fact. I mean Huntley Huntley's averaging a seventy percent completion percentage. Now granted it's one game where he was not the feature guy until Huntley goes down. The game plan was not designed around Troy. So we gotta remember that. But but, but we're not but, looking at one game of no, Troy I know. Williams. This year we are under under this offense True. we are. But yeah, I agree. Last year, that's all we saw, was a pretty average completion percentage. He's able to make the big play through the air because he's, he, I mean, some of those passes were amazing. That pass that he threaded to Simpkins on the goal line, what a, I mean, that thing was a bullet. And the, the first pass right out of the shoots to Carrington, 40-yard bomb down the sideline, great catch by Carrington. He's able to do that, but he definitely, he definitely favors that more than, I think, what we've seen from Huntley early, which is the shorter passing game, which really is, uh, I think, what uh, Troy Taylor
0: is going for. To Troy's defense in his lower completion percentage, he does tend to throw the ball away yeah. quite a bit more than Huntley does, which is way better than taking a 10-yard sack.
2: And, and and that's what I talked about, right? Uh, Williams isn't going to do a, thing, a lot of things to hurt you. Uh, that's a good point. He doesn't have the mobility of Huntley. He's not going to be able to escape pressure a lot of the times. And so, what is he? What tools does he have? He can throw that ball away, not take that sack, not force it in for an interception. He throws it away, and he you know gets the team to play another down.
3: Okay, so with that being said, we've talked about the differences between Huntley and uh, and Williams. How is the offense going to change if, if Williams is the guy? Well, I think that's a, an honest and fair question, Scott. I know
2: Whittingham addressed that in his Monday press conference today, so let's hear what Whittingham had to say about that very subject.
1: I think we tweak it a little bit. It's not a wholesale change. There's no reason for that. Troy's a very capable runner. Uh, he's good in the pocket, and uh, so you know, Troy Taylor will, will. I'm sure tailor the game plan to to fit his specific uh, skill set. But like I said, there's there's not a great deal of difference that of things that we need to change or do. You know, Troy's fully capable of running this offense uh, just as is.
2: My biggest takeaway before we dive more into the the Huntley-Williams discussion is I love how Winningham said that Troy Taylor will tailor the game plan to Troy Williams. He didn't say something like, we will get together as a coaching staff and figure something out. It, to me, it just shows another point that Troy Taylor has full control of this offense. So I know it's a little off topic, but I, I wanted to throw that out. We don't know who the starter is going to be. I think it's going to be Williams. And and honestly, I I I think that now the tools are in place around him that Troy Taylor can kind of tailor this offense to meet those strengths. We can develop a, a scheme that's not going to really have, you know, a running quarterback or have the read option as much as we've seen under with Huntley.
0: I I agree with that. We know that Troy Williams is not as dynamic a runner as Huntley is. So that means the run game has got to take another step forward. Because if you're if if you're eliminating the quarterback as a viable runner in the offense,
3: the running's got to come someplace else. Okay, I mean I I understand where you're coming from there, but like how how does it all of a sudden just magically improve? Well, I
0: don't know how <laughs>
3: it's going to magically improve. I'm just saying because if anything, it's almost harder to make it improve because you're you're now taking your best runner. To date, Huntley leads the, the team in rushing yards. You've now removed him. you re removed the threat of the quarterback being able to run. And so, yeah, I mean, the offense has got to improve. The running game has got to improve. The whole offensive line has got to improve. But... It almost seems like it's now going to be difficult to see that improvement unless they change to an extent the scheme and go back to something similar to what we saw last year.
2: I don't think they're going to go that far, Scott. We want to win games.
3: No, no. I- <laughs> I'm not saying bring back a Rob, but, but I'm saying but what did we see a lot last year? We saw We ran out of the pistol formation a lot. The read option, we still ran the read option, but we did the pistol formation a lot where Joe Williams was lined up behind the quarterback three or four yards and just got a normal handoff versus the read option and that that kind of that that leads more to the power run game, which we really haven't seen a whole lot of this year. we're still we're still kind of doing the counter. I mean Jamal Anderson is tweeting in during the game on third and one. When we run a counter that goes for a three-yard loss, why are we running a counter? Run, power, football. Run the ball down these guys' throats. That's the strength, I think, of this offensive line. And we ran some power early in the game. And 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 look what happened. I I almost wonder if this could be a blessing. I don't know. But I'm wondering if it could be a blessing in disguise for the run game if we can go back to some of the strengths, I think that uh, obviously this is a new offensive line. This is not the offensive line of last year, but we've historically, we've had better success running the ball power versus what we've been doing so far through really four games.
2: And I think another area that they can um, use Huntley to open up that running game is that, that deep ball make, Stanford's defense, get out of the box.
3: But what, what made the deep ball successful last year with Troy? Play action. Joe Williams. It was play yeah, action. Yeah, a lot
2: of play action. You, a lot you, of guys. You had get, a running game. So they game. had the run game to open up the pass game. Correct. Something that Urban Meyer preaches, okay? Now I think maybe you can flip that for this year. Use the pass game to open up the run game. I've got it. No one will see this coming. <laughs> throw to the tight
0: end no we've already abandoned that (laughs) that's that's not even in the playbook your guy handsome harry and Ciali are not being utilized if you're why not if you're eliminating Huntley from the run game open up that part part of the offense you it's it's, those those are two weapons that you haven't utilized at
3: all this year. Seattle did get a target uh, on third down corner of the end zone, but who was the quarterback? Oh, exactly. It was it was Troy. And uh, you know, but we also talked about I mean, we talked about this passing game and Carrington's role in it. We saw in the second half how Arizona really tried to take Carrington out of that ball game. And uh I mean he was getting double teamed. Sometimes there were three guys around him uh most of the time. They were not gonna let Carrington beat us. We talked about that last week is that was that's what teams are gonna start doing and that's gonna open up opportunities for Wilson, for Nakua, for um Simpkins, um to to go get some balls and start having some games here. And 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 I think we'll still see that, but uh they're gonna take Carrington away. And so the running game has got to improve. It has got to. And right along with it, the pass protection cuz now you've taken that mobile quarterback who can escape pressure and and you've got Williams who just is not as quick and is not going to be able to outrun and escape like Huntley did. So the 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 protection has got to continue to improve.
0: Well, and if you get the running game going, they're going to have to use their safeties to help protect or defend the run, which will then eliminate double coverage on Carrington. So you guys might
2: think I'm crazy. I kind of think the the throw game, as Winningham likes to say, I think overall may improve with Williams. You are crazy for now, saying no, that. I, don't get me wrong. Huntley's... What what makes you think that? No. I mean, no. in all honesty, I want to know. Yeah, no, let me say this disclaimer before I get blasted by you guys or on Twitter. I want Huntley to be the starter, okay? But with Huntley, the, the passing schemes tend to be simple. There's not a lot of reads, and it's usually one guy... Typically, that's his option. He doesn't really look well, like he goes through a progression. Okay? Hold on. Okay. Hold on. And I think that's one reason why the tight ends aren't being targeted. Because typically, your tight end, and unless you're down south here, and that's your only wide receiver on the field. But at Utah, when we have many wide receivers, the tight end is usually your last resort. As much as I am a fan of Huntley, he doesn't go through a progression. And I'm sorry. I'll get to my point. Williams, I think, is better at making that progression and getting more receivers the ball. He's not as accurate, he, he, and all and all of that. So I'm not. I'm not saying he should be the starter when Huntley returns from injury. I'm just saying that maybe we see an improvement because of Hunt Williams' experience and his ability to read defenses.
3: Well, here would be my counter to this is you're basing all of this off of Huntley off of three games where we open 30% of our playbook.
2: That's all I can go off of. Well, of, of course. Okay, If you want to make believe numbers in different games, then okay, Scott. But all I can do is, is, is view games that we have, games that we've seen. And again, Huntley, eight, eight for nine before he went out, he's a good quarterback. He's just lacking experience, and part of that experience is going through a progression. And sometimes he gets happy feet. If his first read isn't there, he'll run. I'm not knocking it for him. We
3: should play in a fantasy league together. I'll draft Huntley, and you got Troy. We'll see who wins. <laughs> well, they, well, they don't play <laughs> at the same time. I think you you
0: said it perfectly right there. Thank the, you. Not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a point you made a point in there that I think is key to your claim is that uh, Williams has more experience. He's a fifth-year senior, and Huntley is a true sophomore. I think that plays a big role
3: in his ability to read defenses and read progressions. But but back to that point where you know you we state that, uh, or I should say, you state that uh, Huntley. Simplifies the offense. He's 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 throwing the shorter passes. He's locking onto guys. Well, to the best of our knowledge, that is the offense that Troy's installed. I mean, we've talked about it. everything that we've heard. Is he likes a quick passing game? He likes. Uh, he he is not going to throw it all the, down the field. I think Troy's going back to what he likes, what he's comfortable with, and he likes to throw the ball. He likes chunk yardage. He likes to throw the ball down the field. And whereas Huntley may have won this job because he's running Troy's offense better than Troy Williams did,
2: okay, I'll I'll, I'll totally give you that. And that's what I'm saying, like, I if they're both 100 percent healthy, I want Huntley. So don't don't think I'm making this argument to say which one's better, which one should be the starting quarterback throughout the season. I'm just thinking, and my mindset is that maybe in the Stanford game we. We don't take as a big of a step back in the throw game that everyone thinks we're gonna do because it's Williams back in there.
3: Well, I wouldn't be surprised. It'll be interesting to see,
2: and and maybe statistically the percentages won't be as high. That's, the but I think right
3: I think the ball's gonna get moved around more between all the wide receivers. But but see, I I know we're focusing on his completion percentage, but that's not the end all be all because if. If he does complete more passes, it's going to help the offense be successful. It's going to help us score some more points. So, How many 300-yard games
0: did Williams have last year?
2: That That's not my argument. My argument isn't which one's a better quarterback, no, Ryan. I, I understand. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> that's not my argument, Ryan, because I, I, I'll tell you, I want Huntley in there. All my argument is, is I'm not that worried because it's Williams in there. Well, I don't think That's my I don't only think, think anybody's worried And, and uh, well and uh, sorry I don't mean to cut you off but yes the 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 running game has to improve we all know that it's been atrocious yes the running game has to improve but I think Williams is fully capable of making up the differences in not having an an outstanding rushing attack
3: oh uh, and and i don't think anybody's portraying him that we're just going to go into a shell. He's a capable quarterback. He as Kyle just said, he's he's won 9 games for us last year. He can play the position, but he is not the type of he just he just hasn't produced as Huntley has in 3 games. And uh, he's going to have to make that up in the air because he's not going to make it up in his legs. So he's going to have to make it up through the air. He's got to complete more passes. He's got to, and he's got to get better in the red zone. We were awful in the red zone a year ago. We've continued to be awful in the red zone this year. If, if he wants any chance of winning, quote unquote, winning this job or uh, getting us some W's while uh, Huntley's out, he has got to get that ball in the end zone. Settling for field goals is not going to cut it against the schedule we've got coming up. We've got to get the ball in the end zone. All that being said, best of luck to you, Troy. All right, so talking about the red zone and our inefficiency in the red zone, we're 23 of 26 on the season, but most of those are coming through field goals. Two aspects of the offense that uh, have struggled, and it's really why we're not putting points on the board, is as Troy Taylor has preached, all he wants to do is score points, points, points. Our red zone offense is still terrible, and our third down conversion, which is killing drives, is terrible. I mean right now, our third down conversion is at thirty two percent seven of fifty seventeen of fifty two for the season that is awful
0: that is awful and I mean maybe you can't look this up right now, um but I'd be curious to know how the number of penalties we're getting each week contributes to the third down conversion because how many times have we started a drive it starts to look promising and boom a penalty kills it now instead of looking at third and two or three now you're looking at third and eight or longer which is more difficult to convert obviously so i think penalties probably plays a part in the poor third down conversion
3: well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Penalties are killing drives, and I mean, not only we've had bad turnovers in in, in certain possessions, um, we've had key penalties which have completely halted drives, and uh, yeah, it's getting us in tough in tough situations where we're we're just uh, not able to convert. But uh, Cam, why don't you go play what uh, play what Kyle had to say about penalties? Coach, how concerned have you been with penalties through the first four weeks?
1: Very concerned. It's not the uh, it's not the end of the world, but and the type of penalties again, it it just seems for four straight weeks. You know, we haven't had the the blatant late hits, the you know, swinging at somebody after the play. I mean, there hasn't been any of those. And so the penalties that we have had, we can live with a lot of them, but there's still too many. There's still too many. And we know that it's, we're not doing ourselves any favors with how many times we've been penalized, but, but still we want to be aggressive and we want to push the envelope and, uh, but, you know, false starts have been at a minimum delay a game, very minimal, you know, the administrative type things and the ignorant things. So we just got to clean up what is going on, but what is going on could be worse. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense.
3: If uh, giving up nearly 91 penalty yards a game and averaging just under 10 total penalties a game could be worse. I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It is bad.
0: I'm kind of surprised <laughs> at that answer.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, I guess I, 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 we could get we could get BYU penalties, right?
3: yeah and I, I get what he's saying i mean they're they're not the they're not the dumb penalties where guys are after the whistle going to pushing guys and punching or or things of that nature as he just said but but they're penalties that as we just talked about they're killing drives they're holding calls they're offensive pass interference they're um i mean we we haven't had a ton of uh delay of games or uh um you know substitution type penalties like we had a year ago but nonetheless i mean you're averaging 91 p- penalty yards a game when we're we're trying to get an offense going here and score some points 91 yards is a lot it's huge. and and that's against pretty bad competition so far uh, at night, well okay i think this is
2: to me i it's concerning but where are these penalties coming from a lot of it is holding on wide receivers. O line, and wide. At least the I think first two the, I think two two the O line's been better at penalties this year. Oh, Piedla. I think they have, and especially for how
3: young they are. I was expecting a lot more penalties from that group. But Uatafe uh, had two holding calls back to back last week that just killed the drive. And I mean, he's a he's our senior leader on the offensive line. I mean, not to say just because you're a senior you're not going to get a penalty, but. To me, it's I, I would think Kyle would be a little bit more alarmed than he than he is apparently, and I, I'm just hoping. Obviously, he knows more than than uh, than you and I. I'm just hoping when we go up against better competition, starting in two weeks against Stanford, those are the types of things that can cost you a ball game.
0: You're you're absolutely right, and I think if you look at the
3: penalties on a
0: as a whole; they're not all. Offensive penalties.
3: Well, and the, we, we also do need to take into account, this is the Pac-12. <laughs> Some of these are pretty <laughs> mysterious. The, that is true. Would you look at this, the
0: two that come to mind on, from this last game that I can think of on the defensive side of the ball. On third down, you got Booby getting called for holding in the secondary, which extended their drive. And they
2: scored on that. They, they did, did score
0: on that. And then the... uh targeting call for Blair which was a 15 yard penalty right there. So right there on the defense you got 20 of those 90 yards. I'm sure was there was there
3: Bo- Bo- Booby had a couple. He had two in the secondary. Yeah, he had two two. A, my my
0: point is it's not all offensive penalties.
3: No. No. No, you're right. And, and then
2: it, maybe that's why he's saying because the those those penalties they're
3: they're coachable. Well they are. They're fixing
2: technique but, on like whole on on blockings. They're not getting they're not holding.
3: But whether it's offense or defense, sure, it's hel- it's some of those offensive penalties are keeping us out of the red zone or keeping us from scoring. They're halting drives, but some of those on the defense are keeping drives alive sure, yeah. for well, the other teams. Exactly. Like what we just talked about Arizona scored a touchdown mm-hmm. on on
2: a third down that we stopped uh because a booby had extended. But where I'm agreeing with Kyle is I think these are coachable penalties that can be fixed. Sure Booby off the field. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> these aren't penalties for guys that are are losing their cool that he
3: doesn't have control of you know who the I coaching style. St- you know who I want to uh, see lose his cool? Marquise Blair. I want to I want did with the with him walking no, off, off the field still, of He still, still seemed calm, cool and collected. I want to see that guy I want to see his Hair on fire. Man, did he lay that guy out, though?
2: Woo!
0: That was a hit. But Not think- promoting targeting here, but that was a hit.
2: But going with what Whittingham said, I think a lot of penalties, like he was saying, late hits or whatnot, those are teams that are out of control. These penalties are ones that are coachable, and the coaching staff has control of the team.
3: No, I I agree. and And hopefully we see some improvement. Obviously, they're going to continue to focus on it going into bye week here and as as Whit alluded to but uh, the red zone 26 attempts in the red zone this year they've come away with 12 touchdowns and 11 field goals uh three possessions have come up completely empty we got to get we we are relying on field goals after field goals after field goals and Matt Gay is going to set some sort of record <laughs> because not only is he good but we're giving him every opportunity to kick goals.
2: And at least wits going for field goals this year compared to last year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, 11 field goals inside the 20-yard line is way too many. Those those have got to be converted to touchdowns.
3: So I'm I'm interested to see what uh, uh what the offense is going to look like with Troy Williams at quarterback in the red zone now and what uh, what what we'll see what I absolutely loved in that game was our jumbo package where Tatioli came in, Cody uh Ippolito came in, uh Bradley and I came into the game, we put some big boys in, and uh I I wanna see that formation again.
2: I wanna see that. So the red zone does need to get better, and one way you can do that is like what we said the is the rushing game. Uh Winningham did address Uh, The rushing game as a whole for the team in his press conference, and that's what he had to say.
1: Yeah, you know we're not awful. I think we're about in the middle of the pack in in rush offense, roughly middle of the league. But we're not as you know we're used to uh, running the football a lot better than we are right now. But we're throwing the football better than we have been, and so there's give and take. But uh, I think it's a combination. You know, we need to run off the ball a little bit more, offensive line wise, create more creases, uh, run with a little more violence when the ball's in our hands. Um, and so I think it's a work in progress. You know, we got a we got a, a bunch of uh, new guys up front that are just figuring out how to work together. And so I think it's a combination of all of the above. But but still, all that being said, I think unless I'm wrong, we're right in the middle of the Pac-12 in rushing offense.
3: Well, Witt's been uh, looking over his stats because we are fifth in the conference currently, averaging 165 yards a game. There are a couple of things. I found it interesting in his comments. Um,
0: I guess we've been talking about how the ru- the rush, the rushing attack hasn't been producing, and I think he's got a valid point that the, the throw game is producing more, so there is going to be a lack of running. However, however, when I look at the run game, we're used to seeing a lot of those chunk yardage running plays where you're you're getting through that initial the line of scrimmage and you're picking up seven, eight yards and or or more and those kind of plays I'm not seeing. And then when we need it on third and one, third and two,
3: we're not getting the push. We're actually losing yardage. Well that's what I was gonna say. Forget the chunk plays. I just want to see a third and one get converted. I mean that that is where I think the biggest Take away uh, from last year, and really just from uh, you, this Utah offense over the years, is how we we're pretty pedestrian this year on short yardage situations, running the ball. Even even with Huntley when he's when he's been keeping it, we haven't. Uh, you know, we, we're not always converting, which leads to that third down co- conversion percentage, which is awful. And obviously, yes, we're we're a young O line, and they're still trying to figure things out. But that is something – I mean, I, I, keep, I, I keep looking at this schedule and what's coming up. We're going up against Stanford. We're right into USC. You know, Arizona State. There's some good programs coming up here. We've had the easiest part of our schedule. And the one pack 12 game we've played is probably against one of the weaker defenses that we're going to face. So not only is the competition going to get better – which is going to make it more difficult. We have got to see some improvement in that run game.
2: And I think we have seen that improvement. Maybe not to the degree as as us fans want to see. But just go back to that first quarter against Arizona. We haven't seen Moss run like that all year. Okay. And, and hitting, I agree. He was. But you got to do it for longer hog. than a quarter. He was breaking runs. And I know that Scott. But you got to start somewhere. Of course you got to. And you got to stay healthy. When when Huntley goes out, the game's gonna change. We went away from Ross, or went away from Moss in the second half. I don't think it's all doom and gloom. That first quarter we showed promise.
3: Okay, but how does that translate with Huntley out now? We build on what that f- first quarter was. But it's a completely different quarterback.
2: Well, now they have two weeks to to get that scheming right, get those packages set for Williams.
3: My my question is, is Moss the guy? Yes. He proved it against Arizona. He he did have over
0: 70 yards, and with the type of offense we're running, maybe that's what we're going to start seeing. I, I don't know. He did show a little bit more promise than he had in the first three games, but he it, it was early, and then as the game went on, he seemed to disappear. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting going up against Stanford. We didn't, obviously we didn't play Stanford last year when we had Joe Williams, but we played Stanford the year before when we had Booker. The type of offense we ran then was a smash mouth physical run up the gut and Booker was awesome at that. Now with this new type of offense and a, maybe a lesser running attack, how's that going to fare against Stanford?
3: Well, I, I think what you're going to see is you're going to you're going to continue to see uh, Devonte Henry Cole get more opportunities, and it's not going to be long before he's getting the majority of the Raps, In no, my opinion,
2: he's not going to Moss is your guy. Listen,
3: listen to what Witt had to say. Back to the run game, uh, Devonte Henry Cole kind of finished that game. How do you think he did? Is he, should
1: we expect to see more carries from him? He gave us some good stuff in that game. He had a couple nice runs. He's uh, you know, he's got great quickness. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he runs with physicality. Uh his ball security is excellent. He's always got the ball high and tight. And uh he is doing his part. I mentioned a few weeks ago he hasn't hadn't got many reps because there were some things lacking as far as assignments and so forth. He's starting to clean all that up. And uh you know, when he gets completely up to speed, him and Zach should give us a good one two punch.
3: Did you notice he said one two? Devontae Henry Cole's number one.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: oh to right into that
3: i think there's a potential for
0: them to be a heck of a duo i mean as big as moss is he should be the guy that busts through right up the gut for that short yardage stuff and when he breaks through he can get he's got enough speed to pick up a lot of yardage and he gets into the secondary but devonta henry colt has got that
3: He's got the next level. He's got the next level speed. And what I, what, what I think is Moss had 14 carries in this game. And I think that's a pretty good number. I, I think that's where he should be. And then you're dividing up the rest of the carries with Cole. And I think Cole should be getting roughly about the same amount. And, uh, granted, there's a need for both those guys. You need two good running backs. I'm not saying we throw Moss out. He's a good running back. I just don't think he's, The number one premier guy. And I think as time wears on, just like Shine outshined him last year. (laughs) (laughs) But as Shine, as Shine, as the season went on, he won that starting job. And I would not be surprised to see uh, Henry Cole do the same thing. I will be very surprised. We'll be surprised because it's happening. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Do we
0: put a wager on it, gentlemen?
3: (laughs) Devonta Henry Cole
2: is a. A good running back. It would be nice to have him get more reps to carry that the that load from Moss. Talking to Coach McDonald during fall camp, he even said, "As as a premier program in the country, you gotta have a running back by committee." Okay, I get that, but I want Moss carrying the ball when the
3: game's on the line. Oh, do you really need that third and one?
2: I want Moss running that ball.
3: I'm really surprised to hear you say that. I mean, in all honesty, I uh, I'm not sure I trust Moss to you know. They can't pick even pick up my they, dry they clean. They
2: can't even trust Devonta Henry Cole to be in the game. They couldn't. Mop-up they game. couldn't. They can't. They couldn't. He doesn't said. know the offense. He
0: just said he's he's at a point now where he's going to be getting more and more reps.
2: Do not make me come across this table, Cameron. Moss had 14 carries for 73 yards. He's averaging. Five yards of carry. This is against Arizona, because that's the only sample size we can take from De- Devonte Henry Cole. Because that's all he's played. Devonte Henry, which Cole... which is amazing I'm, considering he's already better. Eleven carries for forty-three yards, averaging it's... just under four yards. His long was for nine yards, and I know that's
3: very. Who who got um, the who got the carries late? Cole finished the game. That tells me a lot that when the game's on the line and you got you need ball security who fumbled in that game it rhymes with Haas. <laughs> i think i think that i mean obviously we're here just kind of having some fun but i but i think there's got to be something to that the game is on the line you're needing to run the ball you're needing to Continue to hold on to that ball to secure it, which, man, that the end of that game was awful. <laughs> but but he got the carries at the end of the game. I think there's got to be something said. I don't think it was just, quote-unquote, his rotation or his time. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it was something as simple as that. But, but I think he is winning the coaches over with his ability. Um,
0: well, and- I don't think Witt... Goes out of his way to mention how good his ball security is in the press conference. If that's not no, playing and I'm a not trying. To, I'm not trying that. to say
2: that that Henry Cole is garbage by any means. I that's he, what I he, heard. He showed in the red and white game how great of a running back he can be. He showed in the Arizona game that oh, he's he can throw out red and white highlights. <laughs> he showed in the Arizona game that he can play. But when push comes to shove... He doesn't fumble. We don't know that. He, he doesn't... The sample size isn't big enough to sh- really show what he can You're do. You're just going to have to lean and on all, me, Cam. And just all, all we know me. is that he hasn't been on the field because he doesn't know his role. Well, we'll all find me out nervous. in
0: two weeks at 8.15 p.m. That doesn't
2: make you nervous that a running back doesn't what do you know mean? this system. What do, you mean no, know what do you mean he doesn't know his role? What do you mean he doesn't know his role? Because everything that why we has, just said says he does. Why hasn't he been playing? If he's so great, if he's so much better than Moss, when you do, guys are saying, why hasn't he been playing? Do we need to replay no, why? what we No, answer said. my question. It's because he's it's coming because along. Maybe he didn't early in the
0: season. and That's why he wasn't getting carries early in the season. But he's obviously progressing to a point now that they trust him enough to finish a game.
2: Well, I'm glad it's all it's about progression the, here, um, baby. It's all about progression. I know. It and getting better every day. That those cliché things. Do your job. Moss has been ready to play since game 1. To me that speaks volumes. And you know what we all appreciate Moss? To his it, ability Moss. and his talent. Th- we're not th-
3: this isn't a- We're not voting for who's president of the United <laughs> States here. I and want somebody saying, who can get me a first down. And we're not damn saying it. Moss is
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying Moss is not a good running back.
2: We're just saying Cole's better. (laughs) So flipping the switch defense. So a player I was really happy to see get some playing time. He got his first interception, his first touchdown of his college career. Javelin Guidry came in for Booby Hobbs and really helped seal that game with that interception touchdown.
0: It was awesome getting to see him play.
3: No, that was uh, well. That was really a game winner, really, because uh, we we could not get in the end zone with the offense, and they had momentum. That was big. So, uh, yeah, I I the way the way that he came out, he played a good game. Hobbs, hmm, keep Hobbs on the punt return, as far as I'm concerned, but I wouldn't mind seeing our, our boy Javelin uh, maybe overthrown him for uh, starting in the nickel, but. Big play defensively. Secondary is a little shaky at times. I mean, on fourth and short, where the tight end snuck out of the – out or out of uh, past the line of scrimmage, uh, past our entire defense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a get- good thing that Arizona has a horrible quarterback because there were countless times he actually did hit uh, Wilson on that wheel route. <laughs> and he just dropped and he it. We he just dropped it. We, we were pretty fortunate at times. Um – The secondary is a little shaky.
0: I I would agree, and I think we got so used to Marcus Williams back there and being able to cover so much ground in such a short period of time. And I think I think Ballard is a great or has the potential to be a great safety. He just seems to be a half second late on some of those deep ball coverages.
3: Yeah, I th- I think it's taken him some time to... Um, I I thought Ar- that Arizona game was his best game of the season, though. I thought he played pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's asking a lot to replace uh, it is. Uh, Marcus Williams and his speed and how well he played center field. But I think he's coming along. The safety position, I'm thrilled to death with. Chase Hansen is what we thought he'd be. Marquise Blair is exactly the type of player this defense needs. He just throws his body around. That target was not targeting. I'm so sick of this darn targeting rule. I am too. Quarterback's a hands. runner,
0: and you go to tackle him.
3: I, yeah, I mean, not even just in that game; just in college football in general. There's they're throwing flags like left and right. It's getting ridiculous. Three in the Stanford UCLA game. Two of them on back to back plays. It's 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 bogus. They got they got to address this and fix this. But that was not a targeting. We are going to miss in first half against Stanford, which is unfortunate. But uh, overall, I'm really impressed with, the, with the, the safety position. Corners have had their moments. They're going to continue to make plays. They are young. But just as Witt said, no excuses. It doesn't matter that you're young. Get the job done.
2: My biggest takeaway is how well the linebackers have been playing. Going into the season, I was really concerned about linebackers. Their inexperience, not a lot of depth. And whether it's uh, Tatsioli or, or whether it's Kavika or Cody
3: Barton, I'm impressed with these guys. And they're playing Wait, at a high C- level. didn't Cody Barton switch to safety? <laughs> oh, just for one play. <laughs> then they gave up a <laughs> touchdown on <laughs> That was bad.
2: Well, I'm not saying they're perfect, but I, I think they've made leaps and
3: bounds no, I agree. this season. I think and, he- and
2: really, to me, that I thought that was going to be the biggest weakness on our on our defense.
3: No, I, I think the linebackers have proven through four games. I think they've proven to be really good, and they're they're. I think they've improved greatly this year. Um, but uh, I, I think we're going to be tested here. The secondary is going to be tested because we got Darnold coming up. You got Wilkins at ASU. You got Rosen, Rosen at UCLA.
0: Browning at Washington. Browning
3: at Washington. Herbert up at Oregon. Guys who are a lot more accurate than Hawkins. Or Dawkins, Hershey, whatever his name is, <laughs> Dawkins, down at, at Arizona State. So, and they will—they're going to continue to get better. But the defense is being lights out. I mean, yeah, the, you know, they're—they're going to—they're going to give up some yards and they're going to give up some scores. But we still held Arizona hundred yards under their average. I, I, I'm impressed with the job Scally's doing with the defense. I think uh, I—I'm really liking how he calls a game. He's aggressive. And he continues to kind of change things up he's adapting where we're getting three safeties on the field at the same time in certain situations i uh, I, I really enjoy what uh, what he's doing. One thing we haven't talked about tonight um,
0: that I think has gone a little bit unnoticed is how deep we are at almost every position. You that game that happened on Friday night? If that happens two years ago,
3: we don't win because we're not we're not deep enough. Well, and Chris Hart comes in and gets a sack. Well, we ended that game with uh, our fifth and sixth string uh, defensive ends and uh, and and D tackles, third, fourth, fifth string D tackles got some play in that second half. So we definitely saw. Obviously, we're we're as deep as we've ever been at the quarterback position. Probably not as deep as we've ever been at running back, but we're still in pretty good situation. Wide receivers, probably the best it's ever been. Tight end, well, we don't need to talk about it. They don't throw to them. <laughs> um, but no, I mean overall, yeah, I think you're seeing all these recruiting classes who have dr- that have drastically improved. We're getting more talent on there, and you're and we're sitting guys who in years past would have probably come in and started. All right, so there's no Utah game for us to pick this
2: week because they have the bye, so we'll go directly into our Pac-12 picks for this week. Uh, and Just to give you a, a rundown on the standings, I'm still perfect in my Pac-12 games. I'm 9-0, and and Ryan, Scott, you guys are tied at 6-3. Oh, we got three-game so three deficit. Ooh, and those three games are all Cal. I feel like the Yankees against the Red Sox. We
3: need, we need somebody else to keep score of this. I don't trust you. <laughs>
2: I will admit, I got a little nervous about me not picking Cal for the first time and them kind of hanging with USC, but it's all good. The first game we're going to be picking is USC at Washington State, where USC right now is favored by three and a half points. I'm going first this week. USC did not look good against Cal. I don't know if it was a trap game or whatnot. But going up to Pullman, I'm still going to go with the Trojans. USC wins. Ryan? And you see, USC
0: has not looked as dominant as I think all of us thought they would be this year. Um, and Washington State can throw the ball around. Since I'm in a three-game hole, I'm going with Washington
3: State. Oh jeez, Scott, where are you going? I'm gonna go with uh, the uh, Washington State, uh, whatever they are, Cougars. Cougars. That's. It. I'm gonna go with the Cougars. I uh, I think USC has just—they have not looked good. Um, Washington State, I think, is going to be one of the end up being one of the better teams in the Pac-12, especially in the Northern Division. So, being that it's a home, I'm going with uh, the. So we just got a game. We're only two back now, right?
2: Yep. <laughs> so that will be the the Friday night game, number five against number sixteen, should be a good one to watch. Next game we're going to do is Arizona State is traveling to take on the Stamper Trees. So this one's going to be interesting because obviously Utah plays Stanford next week. So I'm sure everyone's going to be watching this game um, from Utah. Arizona State surprised me. Uh, They beat Oregon. Yeah, that was surprising. Mm -hmm. But Stanford just stomping UCLA. I I gotta go with the trees on this one. Ryan? Before this past weekend, I would have gone Stanford all the
0: way because Arizona State's looked awful, but they looked decent from little bits and pieces I saw against Oregon um, make up your mind piece I'll go with Stanford at home
3: I'm going to go with Stanford I think uh, Stanford is running the ball extremely well um, Arizona State does not have a defense um, so yeah I'm going with uh, the trees and the last one
2: is Cal is traveling to Eugene where the Ducks are favored by 13.5 right now. I've been a believer in Cal all season. I think their luck's kind of running out. It's hard to go into Eugene and beat Oregon at home, so I'm going with the Ducks.
0: Ryan? Oregon being at home and coming off of that loss at Arizona State, I'm going to go with the Ducks at home. Scott?
3: I have uh, surprisingly been really impressed with, uh, with the the Golden Bears, and uh, they've, they've shown pretty well. I think they are on the verge of, of a major upset here, so that's why I'm going to go with Oregon.
2: <laughs> All right, so that will do it for us tonight. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter?
3: At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. And Scott? You can find me and Javelin Guidry at UteMan underscore forever. That is Ute Man underscore forever. Ever. Or for those that speak Spanish, siempre. <laughs> All
2: right, you can follow me at Utah Man Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and you can follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else you can find the podcast and at our home at UtahManPodcast.com and go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes.
3: Utes. will be I Go Neutral.
1: Well, good.
2: Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. Freshman Javelin Gurdry. <laughs> Did I mess it up? <laughs> you serious, Clark? <laughs> Did I, Javelin Gurdry. Gurdry. Gidry. Gid. Like, kid. <laughs> I got it right. I told you. I'm so bad with names. You got it right the first time, and ten
3: seconds later you butchered it. Doesn't Liz Abel give like a pronunciation, guys?
2: Yeah, I looked at it this you afternoon. you need to like
3: tape it to your thigh. <laughs> we need to get Cameron a
0: wrist guard with the play like a play call but yeah. with names on him. You could go borrow
3: Huntleys. Instead of plays, it's like Gidri or Tempi <laughs> Ciali my, my, my personal favorite Philip Alf Gidri <laughs> <Gridry>. Gidri <laughs> Gidri and the show's reached a new low <laughs>